This is episode 218 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel. Tri-Fighters are okay. Marcel, with one hour of sleep, not okay. Manzano. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'll say about it, like, a little bit about it. And I played three three rounds because I had other things to do. Afterwards, went one and two, dropped... Um, the Tri-Fighters, I flew three Tri-Fighters and two Bombers. A lot of fun. Uh, very close match. I lost 79-80 and 144-130. So, like, super close matches. They were fun, good matches. Uh, but one of them, I set the wrong dial and threw myself on a bomb. Oh! And, and, and one of the games I lost. And in the other game I lost, I dropped four Thermal Detonators and managed to hit myself with all four. And Don't do died. that! What are you doing? So, Stop it! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fun lists. But uh, mistakes were made. <laughs> All right. Will Dummy Thick Bases. Hey, Gwood. Oh, yeah. You know, I like them bases. <laughs> and Ryan, the pendulum is swinging. Staniszewski. Yes. We are trending down in our ship count, everyone. The thought swarm meta may be, quote, over for now. We never, never really happened before. I swear. It's going down, down. Right. All right. So uh, today, what are we going to be talking about? Well, we had, we had a lot of stuff going on. Um, let's just let's do announcements first. So, if you were not. Uh, with us this weekend for the Dagobah Galactic Championship stream, uh, you didn't hear about the fact that we did a fundraiser for this weekend. Okay, we did a fundraiser um, for the Vandercook College of Music One City Strings Project. What is this? Well, it is um, Vandercook College of Music is the college where I graduated for my bachelor's and currently for my master's. And uh, as a as a class gift, the uh, we were fundraising for this new program, which gives uh, students in the area of the school, which is on the south side of Chicago, the opportunity to get free music lessons and an instrument and specifically we were raising money for the new string program so violins violas cellos and basses and uh, when the kid finishes the program when they in, when they exit eighth grade they get to uh, get to keep the instrument now let's let I'll, I'll go ahead and uh and and show for anybody who didn't see that was our total at the end of the day ten thousand four hundred and thirty dollars and seventeen cents so that is including the two thousand dollars that gsp promised in match donations uh that got us started but absolutely amazing absolutely amazing uh in what we did so thank you so much Thank you so much to every single person who donated, and I figured I'd take, take the time now and let you guys know the reaction that I got. Now, I, I took a, a, a quick look before I got to school at, like, the school rules, and I was not able to get a video recording of, like, a reaction or anything like that because of the school rules, but um, I'll tell you what we did do. We got the graduate dean to swear which is amazing, okay? Like, in his off, he's a very professional guy, um, and and got him got him to drop a... <laughs> 
an F-bomb plus some extra words, uh, which was fantastic. The string director uh, in tears, all right, full tears, and a bunch of people going, what? (laughs) In their facial expression. So, um, yeah, it was... It was absolutely amazing. Thank you to uh, everybody who was a part of that. And here's the thing is because um, most of the school student population doesn't actually know that we've done this yet. It's it's like starting to kind of uh, disperse around the school. And people are going like, are you Dion? I'm like. Yes, <laughs> that that that's that's me, and just this, and I you know get to talk about you guys and be like you know our community is amazing, and they were just dumbfounded, absolutely dumbfounded that uh, that us as a community were able to do that. So thank you again for doing that, and for those of you listening to the podcast, there's going to be a link in the description of this podcast where you can give directly uh, to Vandercook for uh, for the One City Project. So. I look forward to uh, to to seeing that, and at graduation, at graduation, um, you know they're they're gonna we'll present the the overall gift and stuff like that, and uh, I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good. <laughs> I think it's gonna be pretty good. I did so I got in the mail our uh, our like it's not like a giant check, but it's like a mini check, like a dry erase roll up board. It's right now it's like underneath boxes to try to flatten out. And uh, hopefully we can get a cool picture for you guys. Um, we got, but that's not even the only announcement. We got more stuff. Okay, so this upcoming weekend is that's uh, July twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth is the Lone Star Open, and William Haywood is gonna be hopping on a plane and streaming for you guys. Uh, I won't be there because I'll be busy uh, presenting my project and graduating. So, Will, you got you got any like any like tidbits for us? You got any just like words of like hype or something? I don't know. Oh yeah! Oh, we're gonna be hyped up. The list of uh, names participating in this event is gonna be some real old school X-wing players, players we haven't seen since uh, 2019. Uh, so it's gonna be great to get some footage of those guys coming back in. Um, everybody uh, getting back on the tables uh, should be a great time. Uh, Ryan, you're going to be there. Uh, you're one of those old school players. Yep. Just right in with the rest of them that have only played any a single digit or zero numbers of TTS events <laughs> right now. Right. Um, do we want to spoil a few of the names? Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see who we can so get we'll on there. I, I've got, I've got a question for you guys about this topic, and uh, just kind of your, your opinion. Sure. Okay. People who have just the um, the finalists. In your opinion, is it going to be somebody who has played and been around in the online era? Or somebody who went cold turkey and just said, nope, we hate TTS. We're not playing it. We hate the format. It's not real X-Wing. Um, can I tell you what I hope happens? I know what you hope happens. <laughs> I hope I <laughs> hope they scrub hard. And you can, you can let them know. 
Yeah, right. I hope they scrub hard. Though, you know, I say that in a, in a joking manner. Yeah. We do know that they've been practicing the last few weeks. So, like, yeah, cold they've had turkey store championships is, and other stuff. Yeah. Right, exactly. Like, it's not actually cold turkey. They have been practicing, preparing for the event. So, they're not going in completely cold. Uh, and they still, like, what they still have is the intelligence between their ears right like they they got they still got a good mind for x-wing um the question is has and here's my this is this needs some some evidence i need to maybe the do a, a study is do will they understand the meta um and has the floor has the base level of player in skill risen during a time because what TTS has done as it's spread throughout the X-Wing community is that it's given more people opportunities to play and practice and be in a competitive environment more often. So I think at the very least we're going to see some some names we've neither never seen before like in 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 person X wing do really well make the cut at least and uh, I, you know what I'm gonna put my name on a random person who uh, who has been practicing through TTS and been participating in online events I don't know who that person is but my money's on them. I was gonna say when I look through the list of players uh, going to LSO, it's actually a higher percentage of the people who haven't been playing on TTS. So, just going by the percentage and uh, odds, I'll have to say the the, the group of the old the OGs then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I, I, that that makes sense, and I guess you know what, yeah. that's something I didn't think about because there might just be some people being like, hey, I don't. I don't need to go to LSO. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean as much to them because we have been providing premier level X wing digitally. So and it's that, not that an makes official sense. event. Yeah, and it's not official. This is, more, this is this is more for the people that have been aching and itching for for a tournament. Oh, it's not and an official have... event. Can I can I tell some people there that it's not real X wing then? Can I say that? You can say that after. Can I say that? I was going to say, let's, let's, let's put it this way. It's, uh, it's, it's not, it's a, it's actually, a, as the numbers go, it's kind of small. So like everyone knows that's most people that are going there know that it's, it's a very, it's going to be a moderately relaxed competitive event. It's just a structure for them to play in because of, uh, the turnout is as much as I think they'd hoped for, but still mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I like the spicy Dion. We've been getting spicy Ali <laughs> lately, but today we got spicy Dion. I like it. It's it's the it's a stress. It's a it's a stress. You get a little more a little more spice when Dion is stressed out. All right. <laughs> All righty. Oh come on, I could. Man, I get I put a little spice to get called out. All right. Anyway, it's spice. It's not shade. There's a difference. That, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that's happening this weekend, and also I believe we are we have compl- are about to complete the last week of the first. Uh, what is the wording they're using? I'm sorry. For not first round, first stage. Is that the group the, stage? The group, the group stage, stage of the uh, XTC. Last week, so we get to analyze all the um, 
players who were able to move on to the cut stage um, from out of the group uh, 10 teams got to progress on out of the the weekly tournament style all right well we're we're gonna that's going to be our first topic of today. But before we do that, I want to let you guys know that this episode is brought to you by our patrons. Becoming a patron makes you one of the a part of one of the largest group of supporters we have here at GSP. Patrons have access to patron-only channels on Discord, and depending on what level you are, we send you quarterly gifts. The next wave of gifts features Shadow Squadron, Imperial ships that are named that you get to choose who they are. So far, we got uh, in the TIE Fighter, we got Wampa. And in the Reaper, we got Faroff. So we'll find out who the Defender uh, and the other ships are in the next coming weeks. All right, let's jump into it. The XT. C, XTC, uh, top 10, right? We got the top 10 teams moving on. We're going to have a round robin tournament. Um, uh, Will and uh, and Marcel, you know, the, the last little bit since you guys have been playing, Ryan and I have kind of dominated the conversation because we're kind of doing our guesses and you guys are, you know, holding back your, your thoughts here. Um, go ahead. G- give us give us the top 10. Give us a top ten. You guys can kind of flip flip yep. off. Ryan, and throw can, some things in there. Yeah, and you, we've got it in the uh, chat if you want to bring it up so that the viewers yep. can also. Do you guys want to start with off. what our predictions were and uh, how things turned out? Let me start there. Yeah, that sounds like good. Yeah, well, good we'll, let's go. do our predictions first. See how, <laughs> just to see how wrong we were. All right, that, <laughs> that's that's where we where we started. Actually, you know what? I'll I'll bring I'll bring this version of it. it. Might be a little little clearer. There, hold on. We'll do we'll do a little 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 live uh, live editing there. There we go. That's better. All right, cool. So looking at Group A, looking at Group A. We none of us believed in team Norway, Greece, Malaysia, or Czech Republic. It looks like we were right. Albeit that, Norway ended pretty strong though. They, yeah, they, they, they made their push. Two. All right, they they got close. They got close. Yeah, and fuck. they did beat their two wins were against uh Italy and Poland. So they were um I mean, not their two wins, but two of their wins were against the the top dogs. So, all right. Now, uh, let's take a look here. All of us believe we get, we gave each other two votes each, and then we had one kind of like wild card. That's the that's the ones in blue for those of you watching. Um, we all believed in Team Poland, and I don't see a team Poland on this list. What happened? What, what g- give us give us the the deets there? Uh, what happened is they got spanked. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, they got caught sleeping. Not well, actually, I wouldn't say they got caught sleeping. Um, so they got beat. I said by Norway. Norway was one of the ones that that snuck a win on them, and then Singapore also snuck a win on on Poland. But considering that Singapore went six and one, maybe it's not so much of a sneak as in we were probably just well we outside of Dion 
were probably sleeping on Singapore uh, because uh, uh, their logo is a tiger, and I've been calling them kittens all along. Well, those <laughs> kittens got some long nails because uh, <laughs> it's not a tiger; it's a lion. I'm sorry. They're yeah. they're like they're their their flag has a line or their national something is a line that they always have a line on there so i've been calling them kittens but uh yeah those kittens got some got, got some got some something on them some super serum yeah there we go and then uh, as we continue here uh will team brazil let you down yeah, I was putting a lot of my money on our American teams, but unfortunately in this group, uh, we didn't see any of the Americans progress on through. Then when we get to Italy, um, uh, Ryan and Marcel both believed in Italy, and uh looks, looks like you were right for that, um, Ryan. Yeah, um, I, I said I had faith in Marco and his squad, and they showed up. Uh, they got their five. They had the top five and two individual wins and win uh, percentage. So even though they got their two losses, they probably made those games and matchups as tight and as, and as difficult as possible for their opponents and trounced most of their people that they defeated. Good. <laughs> defeat destruction all right and then we get to team singapore where all right you know people have been calling me out for a statement i said when we did this but notice i put my money where my mouth was i bet on singapore and was rewarded the two seed out of everybody Singapore getting in to uh, into the final round here out of Group A. So again, just to kind of recap, uh, Singapore and Italy make it to the final round out of Group A. When we move to Group B, we all put our chips on Team Germany, and they were able to make it at five and two with a total of twenty-eight individual uh, wins, but with a, yeah. a win percentage of fifty-seven percent. Yeah. They barely snuck it in. <laughs> I mean, those wins were tight. I don't think they got a better than a four and three win. Uh, so they they fought hard for every win. Um, they made it, but. Uh, Oh. Yeah, they made it. I think uh, I watched a, some of some of Ali's reviews of these, and he sees as Germany underperforming and not barely scrapping by in this. He expected a lot more from them. I think a lot of people would agree with that too. That have seen XTC before. All right, and. The next team we need to take a look at here um, from our votes. Um, Will and oh, actually, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. We can we can brag here in a minute. Uh, Ryan and Marcel, what happened to Team Iceland? Well, I don't know, Marcel. So, where did they end up? Uh, I don't know exactly where they ended up. It's more towards the bottom, uh, not in the middle. They were more towards like the bottom, maybe two or three wins. Now, uh, three, Filippo, three and four as a three and four, yeah. Uh, so Filippo did um, had he made a good point about team team Iceland uh, because they have got some good players and they've got a very strong squad there. Like their local group is 
like they tend to perform well individually. Um, he said that Iceland was one of the last teams to put together a team mm. and sign up. That they actually put together their team and signed up with like in like in a twelve hour period. Uh, and he was talking about like the preparation that goes into it and to putting the list together and to like getting some kind of cohesion. Like we started our recruitment process like back in January. Um, and so did some of the other teams that, that, that actually, I think almost every team on this, on this outside of Switzerland, uh, was recruiting like really early and the, the prep work, I think shows like some of the results. I think some of the results are related to like the amount of prep work that went into it. And, um, and I think that's probably what happened to Iceland. I agree with Felipe on that one. I think it was just a matter of, um, Great players that that put a team together on the fly didn't really have time to think about like the list structure and the pairing structure and how everything works, and um, came out underperforming. And I would call that underperforming. I think they're better than three and four. All right, and then we move to Peru. Will and Dion, that's me. We we said Team Peru. Is gonna come out on top, and what happened, Will? Oh yeah, they came out literally on top. Thirty-five wins, six and one. Six and one, man. That, that's a great record. An eighty-six percent uh, win percentage. Super solid there. Um, yeah. Coming out on top. Yeah, and just for those on the uh, that are watching on stream. Uh, the, the first one, it's, it's kind of hard to see because it's cut off a little bit. The first one is the team wins, and it says the win percentage on the team wins. Uh, a few of those are based off of six games, not of seven games, even though there's a next one. You see like six and one, and then we're five and one. That's why, um, you know, they won more, one more game than us, but they played one more game. And then the individual win matches is basically what percentage of your total matches did you win. Uh, so, again, they came in very strong winning. Seven, basically seven out of ten matches they they, they won, um, as compared to someone like Germany who who kind of bounced over and at, at almost a fifty fifty. So yeah, very strong showing for Peru. I think Peru, um, I, I think Peru, Dion, you probably know a lot of those players. I know we mm -hmm. had seen some of the, some of those players before especially you when you went down to lima to the lima yeah. open um but i think the rest of the world got woken up to peru and uh mm -hmm. you know europe especially like europe there's very little interaction from 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 them just because uh you know there's no, there's no travel back and forth between the two and right before the presence of online play they really weren't playing each other uh but but yeah i think now i think now they know I think I think now they know, and we'll see them in the finals. See if they can keep this momentum for for the finals. Yeah, absolutely. It's a uh, good team, and I think I think you're you're right in that that the, the interaction between the two is just um, you know it doesn't happen. So the teams that didn't make it out of Group B: Team Scotland, Ukraine, South Africa, and a combined team. It was uh, Lithuania and remind me of the other one. Latvia. Latvia, thank you. All right, then we get to Group C. 
we get to group C and uh, we had we had two teams that had three votes uh, from GSP in our predictions so uh, we'll start by talking about team Canada Ryan will and Marcel all voted on team Canada and while they didn't get into the top they did do something very important didn't they Marcel Oh, yeah. They are the ones that guaranteed uh, Ali is going to be joining us at some point. To well, We've got to work out the logistics on that and whether it's a pre-show or actual show. So we'll figure all that out. But uh, he, he's going to be hurt, hurting his backside by drinking some <laughs> nice red hot sauce. Uh, and we'll, 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 we'll figure out... Um, at some point, like what the what the right timing and format for that will be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were the first to beat England, but they were the first, but not the only ones to beat England. Hey. So, yeah, England. Um, you know, a lot of talk, a, a lot of talk, Ollie, but they, no, they didn't didn't quite live up to to, uh, to to the talk. Who was the second team England lost to? Ireland. So Ireland ended up six and one, and Ireland also beat. Canada, so Ireland, ah, okay. Canada, and England, and no, none of us had any faith in Ireland, and, and there they are at six and one. All right, and yeah, there, that's uh, that was the other team. Now we did, um, we you had Ryan, myself, and Marcel voting on Team England. They were able to squeak in. And uh, and with that five and two record, be able able to be that second team. Uh, Will with his go team America strategy did go uh, to Colombia, and uh, the team Colombia did not make it out of uh, make it out of that first round. Yeah, team Colombia was one of the O and teams, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, their community is probably the youngest in this entire thing. As far as like, they barely just started getting product not long before the pandemic. They mm-hmm. don't have all of the product, and they, you know, a lot of their players were being trained on how to use TTS, like, like literally the week of the tournament. So, <laughs> uh, actually, well, I think uh, their first week was against England. And if I'm not mistaken, the person who played Ali in that first week beat Ali, and it was either his uh, like his first or second game on TTS ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was. Uh, they, they and they also got a great stream, but it's uh, Spanish only. So if you don't speak Spanish, you're probably mm-hmm. a loss. But if you do speak Spanish, check them out. All right. Then we get to Group D. This was the the home of the USA and all four of us with with much confidence, with feeling said the United States was going to not only get out into the finals but be on top of our group. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Now um, there was so our the United States win percentage eighty three percent, but if you take a look at uh, at that individual win percentage, Marcel, t- t- give us a little bit of an explanation on on some of those numbers. Yeah, so that's just we won thirty one matches in six rounds, so that means we won thirty one out of forty two games, so that's seventy four percent. So that's just slightly uh, above. 
the next best, which was Italy, that, that won 36 out of 49 because they played one more round, so that's seven more games. So we had the best individual win ratio. Uh, we would have probably surpassed that 75% if there wasn't a scrub named Marcel on the squad that went three and three. I was the I was the worst performing one, but I will say I did I I think I threw myself under the bus more more often than not. But you know, regardless, we still ended up with um, um, with with the top one. I think myself and I think I also threw. Uh, Daniel under the bus a few times, so uh, Daniel took it like a champ. Though he won, he actually, I think he won one of the one, one of the ones that I throw him under. I think so too, if I'm if I'm remembering cor correctly. Now the second team, the second team out of out of Group D, we had. Uh, it looks like Ryan and Will got it right with their wild card, their wild card choice in Sweden. What was what was their record no. there, Ryan? You're, you're, no, no, no. Spain oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Spain. I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong. You and uh... me got it right, Dion. Oh, we got it right. the original guns of Spain. That's right. We we did. We we picked Spain because they were uh, they were the leaders in XTC um, in the the last iteration of it. Yep. And then uh, so there was a lot of potential talk and moving between uh, some of the wild cards here. That's where Sweden comes in. With both myself and Will throwing the wild card on Sweden. I think that that me during that time that was covering myself of in case you US didn't make it that that was to be the next team I would pick. But uh, courage of the conviction stood stood uh, tall with the USA as we all picked. But wasn't Sweden pretty close? No. No, no, no. Really? They, yeah, so basically USA was uh, us and Spain were both 5 and 1. Yeah. Uh Hungary actually did 4 and 2 and they were probably unexpected to do well because everybody was looking at Sweden and Australia to be like the other competitors. Uh Sweden I believe went uh 2 and 4 or 3 and 3. I think 2 and 4. They went 2 and 4. Chile uh, went 2 and 4. And so did Malta. And Malta well, went Sweden forward. really tanked towards the end, it seemed, because they they had only lost to the U.S. for the for the beginning half, right? They were like two and one or three and one in the beginning. No, I think they went one zero oh and one, then one and one, then one and two, then two and two, then two and three, two and four, I believe. Hmm. But um, but yeah, they 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 I would say they underperformed, but well, nobody underperformed more than our, our dear friends down under uh, Australia. Um, maybe Navi can tell us in the chat why. Navi, Australia... what happened? Well, I'll, 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 I'll straight say Australia failed, not just underperformed. Oof! Oh, yeah, the hot yeah, one in five. Yeah, that, oh. that one in five dead last when they were they were expected to give us competition for you know either knocking us or Spain out of contention. Uh, yeah, Navi, what happened with that one one in five, man? Wait, I'd like to know if we go back to Group B, who did better, Australia or New Zealand? Mm. If you were to compare New the Zealand. two, New Zealand did um, uh, four, four and, and two, three. Four and three, yeah. So you let your little island off to the side of you, beat you. Beat <laughs> you. I know. Died you Australia, got him. <laughs> and I'll say one more thing: you can't blame the oceanic time zone either, because a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, they're on the oceanic time," and 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 that's difficult for them. You know who else is on oceanic time? Singapore. Singapore. <laughs> right? Woo! 
<laughs> you don't see Singapore. You know, they're 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 X one. They're not one X or yeah. Oh, so, uh-huh. but but uh, but in all all in all, I think that we we've had. Uh, it was a really tough group, and um, you know, a lot of you guys remember like the very first week against Sweden, we took it six one. But it could have very easily been like a five two the other way. Oh yeah. Uh, so um, you know, just take that, take these results a little bit with a grain of salt. In that, um, it could, you know, just a few dice rolls here or, or a few things there can completely swing it for, for for one team. So just just keep that in mind. So they did they did tank badly, but uh, I don't think they. I think they played better than what the record shows. All right, and some of the other uh, other teams there. Uh, obviously, we we already we already mentioned them. Let's head over to Group E. Group E out of Group E, uh, Will, who made it into the top ten? Uh, that is going to be France, as well as Switzerland sneaks in uh, that four and two record. Uh, the we all went for the Netherlands, the Dutch, uh, and the Dutch are nowhere to be seen. Uh, they ended up at three and three, uh, respectable, and what turned out to be just a brutal uh, group, uh, groupie. Uh, very few teams other than France making it out of there. Uh, with actually, I don't think anybody made it out of there. Was the good wins the highest win out of that whole group was twenty five. For individual wins, um, that means that each each game, each week, uh, close matches between both teams. So, uh, but Netherlands fell by the wayside. Unfortunately, so did Mexico. Uh, my uh, my America pick uh, were not able to come through, and uh, Switzerland, like I said, uh, nobody nobody picked the the true underdogs here in Group E. Yeah, I remember when I picked this one, I was trying to figure out. I didn't know anything, and someone, someone had mentioned, like, Serbia did well at some point. I was like, all right, we'll go with Serbia. <laughs> so it could have easily, someone could have said, Switzerland did well, and I would have picked them too. So, but yeah, congrats to Switzerland. Yeah, uh, did, was Netherlands a team in previous years that had done really well? Is that why we a lot of us picked them? I think because they've got some players that have done well. They've done okay in the past. Like they, mm-hmm. they, they, they did. I think they were middle of the pack with us in 2019, like six and four. Um, but um, you know, Fawn. I think because Fawn was the captain, and and we're like, we trust that Fawn will, will kind of square these guys away and find the right medalists and and do that i think that's probably where most people were leaning but they were one of the two seated teams they were seated number one and france was seated number two so they came in actually no they didn't end up yeah they they ended up six and four like us but they had a better individual wins so i think they were like in fourth or fifth place overall while we were in sixth in 2019 okay yeah so a lot of the history sided with our, our picks on netherlands and yeah, I had that feeling like I had with Italy, with Marcos in Italy. Like, well, Fawn, Fawn Longlon will we'll, we'll get it in shape. Doesn't work all the time, apparently. Mm-mm. So a- after that, how many, like, if you got, if we give one point for every prediction you got right, I think I got seven. Any of you guys do better than seven? Let's count, count them up real quick. 
I definitely did not. <laughs> I only got five. Marcel, five. All right. Well, I think Dion might have uh, won the prediction war. There you go. Bam. Got him. <laughs> All right. Now predict the, the, the top three. Whoa! And, uh, all right. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you just give out a winner, Dion. Uh, <laughs> winner, top three. So, how is it structured from here? It's round robin. It's round then round does anything robin. else happen, or nope. is it just nope. round? All right, round so, robin, so... and then the same breakout as this. First, when when uh, the tiebreakers are uh, team wins, and if you have the same team wins, then you go to individual wins. If you have the same individual wins, then the tiebreakers the head to head. All right, and then. Are these same lists, or is everything reset brand new? Uh, you get to reset your lists. So the uh, same players, different lists. Mm. Or same lists if you like your list, but the option of different lists. All right, so this is purely going off of their performances from before and what we think will happen. So we, we're picking the podium, third, second, and first, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, can we just pick three that will just be three. in you the podium? To, you, don't, you don't have to. I don't, don't want to say don't them. Don't put them in order. Don't put them in order. Just say oh, these are these. I don't want to put them in order. I'm going to force decisions. <laughs> you can give yours, but uh, I'm not going to do it in, in order. All right. Let's see. L let's let's document it so that we don't so that we have it here. Um. All right. Who who do you, who do you think, Marcel? Okay, well, this is what I said earlier, so I'm just going to stick to it. I said um, USA. Uh, what did I? Oh, yeah, I said, I said USA, Italy, and Germany. I think Germany will bounce back from that really bad, only 28 individual wins, uh, and, and, and they'll wake up next month. So that's what I said, USA, Italy, and Germany. Okay, so I'm going to write that out right now. Marcel said USA, Germany, and Italy. What What are you thinking, Ryan? Man, I'm feeling like a strong representation from most East each region of the world here. Like, I'm thinking Singapore. I'm thinking Italy, and then I feel well, that's tough to. I mean, USA or Peru is what I'm thinking. Either of those. Um, and I'd hate to pick against my own kind here. Pick, <laughs> pick, pick, pick your brain. Don't pick your heart. That, that sounds that sounds weird. Pick your brain, but yeah, pick your brain. <laughs> Hold on, let me double check the numbers here. Actually, yeah, so definitely Italy, definitely Singapore. Actually, I don't know about definitely Singapore. I'm looking at those individual win percentages and the individual win totals is a strong indicator. Um. 
Peru, Italy, USA. I'll take Singapore out, actually. Oh. The disrespect. It's not I mean, disrespect. You, it, they, were, they were in there. I'm like, <laughs> oh. It's, yeah, it's like one of those four had to yep. be taken out. All right, Will. All right. Uh, I'm going to go extremely biased and choose no European countries. Oh, I'm taking look, got them. I'm taking USA, Peru, and Singapore. It I know it's truly no longer the ETC. It is the yeah, XCC. <laughs> they've, they've been trying to hold back the rest of the world so they could brag about their wins. But oh no, the colonies are coming in. <laughs> Um, you know, Will, that is exactly where I was going. So, I mean, let, I mean, Peru and Singapore were at the top of the uh it, right. I mean, uh, it's at the top it's, of the board. So, I, I mean, it's not like I'm making bold predictions here. Right, right. No, no one's picking Ireland though, who was the only other 6 and 1. They weren't the only other six and one, I think. Oh Besides yeah, it was. Peru it was. Singapore, yeah, who've yeah, already been picked by us. Yeah, times. I got, I got a feeling Ireland's just not. You know, I think, I think, I, I, I think. That do, individual do win percentage is, is, that that individual win percentage is kind of low. Yeah, and I think I think they 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 caught a couple teams. I think they caught Canada and 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 England sleeping. I think if they play those rounds again, I think Canada and England beat them. Uh, I'm sorry to Ireland. But I, I actually think, I, I mean, if we're doing a bottom three, oh, I'll probably you put want, them in you the bottom. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You, I'm, I'm not so I'm not fully against it, but on an understanding basis, like you put Germany in your top three, and they had one of the worst scraping by yeah, yeah, of all of them. So you're expecting them to bounce back and do what they've done in the past? Yeah, they 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 literally had. Um, not great lists and i think they'll they'll correct that i think also spain i think we're sleeping on spain actually you know what mm, no spain was gonna be in my bottom three actually okay oh, i think we're sleeping on spain oh, i think the hot takes oh, i think williams just do, to revenge do, do, do we do a top three bottom three just just to <laughs> by give, the way just, just, just to give some bulletin board material to some teams yeah, yeah that's what i was saying I, you know give some bulletin, bulletin let's, let's, let's get some <laughs> this is, you know, this is like, top they're, they're three gonna, bottom three tell them yeah. tell the bottom three to show up yeah you know they're gonna put you, you know, Marcel and William here <laughs> saying like, oh, yeah, Marcel, you said oh, yeah. we're going to be bottom three. Let me show you. <laughs> so we're going to get stomped by these three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. All right. Let's make some people sad. Let me let me get this set up here. And you know right, I'm ready for I'm ready for mine. I got oh, mine. Will, Will's ready to go. All right, let me yeah. let me finish clearing these out real quick. All I'll right. give you a second. I'll give you a second here. All right, hit me. Bottom uh, three. Spain. Oh, right away. Spain. All right. England. Oh, that's the right. shade. The no, shade. They, they had an easy group. Let's see if you if you can play with the big boys. Uh, and then I'm actually going to go Germany. Uh, Germany, I had such high hopes for them. Uh, I actually had rated them to win the whole thing. Um, but pff, the inconsistency, man, I, I don't like it. I think they're going to continue that inconsistency. All righty. 
Uh, all right, I'll go. I'll, go I'll, for I'll, it. I'll go give for bulletin it. board material to people. So I'm going to say all of Group E. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, France and Switzerland. Uh, so France and Switzerland, and I already committed to Ireland. And it's France, not France. Oh, sorry. Uh, so France, France and Switzerland, <laughs> and then Ireland will 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 join that that group there, in my opinion. <sighs> yeah, I'm in agreement with Marcel on that one. I think France and Switzerland are in there at bottom three. Man, do I go by the numbers and say Germany is going to join them, or do I go with like just more spiciness and just throw England in there too? <laughs> that seems more fun. Let's put England in there. That's more oh, fun. All right. If we call it, we're right. It's going to feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. All right. I'm. I'm going to take. I'm I'm gonna go a little bit of a different route. A little bit of a different route. I'm gonna go Switzerland. I think that's. I note they've all made the top ten. So great job. Okay, <laughs> okay. But if if we're, I'm gonna try to use the numbers and and try to go a little bit of luck here. So Switzerland, I I think we have just because they were the bottom performer this time, we have to go. Um, I think. I think that uh, Ireland will underperform. And then we got to go to the middle. We got to go to the middle. Um, I, I think I think Italy drops it as well. There we go. Team Italy. Uh, that, 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 that's those a hot are, take. That, that's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Italy, I think Italy with the strongest individual win percentage out of seven total games or six total games or whatever it is. Yeah, they 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 smacked a few people around, but again, they lost two matches also. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 possible because it matters the team wins, right? The team mm -hmm. wins is is what 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 it does, and um, yeah, the, the the two losses there shows that they have, they can lose. They are mortal. You know what's funny? Williams' uh, picks for the bottom three are literally first, second, and fourth place at the last uh, event. Either no first, more, second, and third, or first, second, and fourth. There was no more room for them to go up. They got to go down. Yeah, that's right. They've, <laughs> they've reached the height. They got to be falling now. All right. I, mean, I, I, will, I will say that. Um, it is going to be, uh, I think Marcel, you just touched on it. It is going to be based on those individual wins. Um, we see that there was no undefeated team in any of the groups. Uh, and I have to feel that there is going to be no 9-0 and team. There might not even be an 8-1 and team, to be honest I'm with you. I'm thinking that there's going to be a 6-3 and bunch. This, honestly, this, that's how I feel. I think mm -hmm. there's going to be a 6-3 and bunch. No, no, yeah. no, eight and ones, no seven and twos. I think it's going to be a six and three, maybe four or five teams at six and three, and it's going to be those individual tiebreakers that that declare first, second, and third. Mm. Uh, there might yeah. be a seven and two. There might be, but I think more than likely because of how close everyone is, because we're talking about like, oh, these are the bottom three, these are the top three. 
the bottom three can very easily be the top three, and the top yep. three can very easily be the bottom three because these are really close matchups. I mean, in, in all, in all, in all honesty, yeah, it and is a different format as well. We were we it's had all the round nice robin, yeah. E, well, I'm saying like we had an easy time of being able to uh, decide your matchups weeks ahead. Uh, get practice games in with your matchup as well, uh, being able to figure that out. And now we're switching to a two-day structure, five games on Saturday, four games on Sunday. Uh, so it, I think it's, uh, what am I say? A lot of those uh, inconsistencies are going to show up. Uh, people got to be on the ball every time, and the mistakes are going to be just brutal. Yeah. You, you find Stamina is the name opponent. of the game. Yeah, it's just like a regular tournament. You find out your turn, your opponent, um, minutes before you play them. Not, not you know. Oh, I got three or four practice rounds because it's a bad. Oh match yeah, those. Yeah, yeah like those Saturday games. Yeah. <laughs> where people had a whole week to think about the matchup. No, 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 not anymore. And then, you know what? That would be interesting to track, uh, to go back to see the placement of games. Like, when did people play their games and how well did they do? Yeah. Was there so any any correlation? I don't know about the correlation, but we, uh, after the first week, uh, I asked everyone to basically, if, if based on ours, not what, well, not what you and Ryan gave us as, like, the good or bad, but just based on our own yeah. internal idea of what we think is a favorable or bad matchup, I, the instruction was play the good matches first, like as early as possible so they don't have an opportunity to practice the bad matchup the even matchups just play you know probably sometime in the middle and then your bad matchups that's why i was usually playing on friday or saturday because i had a lot of bad matchups but you, your bad matchups play them at the end because it gives you time to um like try different ways to sneak out a bad a win against a, a bad matchup mm -hmm. um but all that but but that was the the idea, and also if you get your your good matchups early, and you get if you get up early, it's like it's like a football game or a baseball game or anything else. If you get up early, then it adds an, a certain amount of pressure to the other ones, and the ones that even have a favorable matchup because there's added pressure on them, maybe they might perform not as well. So there was at least some some of that from our perspective, and I assume other teams probably had similar approach at least some of them must have had a similar approach that doesn't exist anymore now it's like you find out who you play go right to it well there it is there's our breakdown for the upcoming xtc now we also had an event this weekend we had the dagobah galactic championship and uh congratulations to jonathan for winning that let me go ahead and pull up our graphic here we'll pull up the list we'll take a look um, at our top 16 we'll do a, a quick strike on that but um, if you are if you follow us on instagram or on facebook uh you did see uh this graphic right here we'll go ahead and pull it up so y'all can see we you guys saw this graphic right here Jonathan Hall winning with Lando Calrissian in the customized YT-1300. Asajj Ventress. What? And Bosk. Not surprised there. Let's be honest. All right. But uh, then the runner-up, Tor Walden. 
four Blue Squadron T-70X wings and Rose Tico. So we had a Scum and Resistance final. Really, really interesting uh, to see. You know, we were we talked about earlier. You know, the ship count is going down, but at the same time, we got here to the final, and it was five. Five ships versus three ships, so it was. It's kind of almost like the convergence of of both of these ideas, right? It's like, is less ships versus more ships? Um, additionally, we took a look at the bracket. If you haven't taken a look at that, these are posted on our website as well. If you head over to GoldSquadronPodcast.com, which you can go ahead and do that right now. You head over to. Galactic Championship Series and results, you can see all of these graphics right here for you. You also have the breakdown for the factions. Go ahead and uh, and give me that, Ryan. All right, so we got... Uh, so we'll start from the lowest to the highest. The Resistance was the lowest brought faction at 13, but had a representation of two in the cut. Obviously, we talked about at least one in the final. Then we got the Republic with 15 uh, lists, two in the cut. First Order with 16 and one in the cut. Uh, Separatists with 19 and two in the cut. Rebels with 20 and then four in the cut. Empire with 21 and only one in the cut for Empire. 22 for Scum with four in the cut. So mostly even, uh, but slight edge towards the rebels and the scum in terms of their success in the cut granted they were one of the more commonly taken factions so generally that should lead to higher numbers but the imperials definitely the faction that underperformed with how much they were brought in only one representation I don't think they can hear you. <laughs> Let's try that again. So with, with the numbers that we did end up having, um, you know, resistance, lowest representation, but made it to the final. So are we going to see that number go up when we get to Jeddah in a couple weeks? That's August 7th, by the way, if you want to sign up. I mean, we've, we've seen it over and over in variations. The heart of the resistance is the T-70s. However many you want to bring, whatever combination. Marcel's shaking his head no, but he knows it's true. The heart of the resistance is the T-70 X-Wing. Hey, true. can somebody uh, please do a um, safety check on Nobby? Um Just make sure he's okay. Nobby's flying RZ-1A wings. <laughs> I don't think he cares anymore. <laughs> no, no, he was flying Jedi. What? Navi, turns turns your back on everybody. Everybody being every A-Wing. Traitor. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's uh, head through this top 16. Uh, Will, let's go ahead and start with you. Who was our champion and what was their list? All right. Uh, you had mentioned it before. That's Jonathan Hall brought a three a large base uh, scum squad here. Uh, we've seen Bosk before. The Bosk Zam Wessel 
um, Greedo combination, uh, getting free locks, double shots, always having that crit modifier to split into two hits, fantastic. Uh, this one brought uh, false transponder codes as well, same thing, combos with those freed locks, be able to get some jams out. Uh, this is where it starts getting a little weird. Uh, we see Asajj Ventress for the first time, I think in a, a top table here, uh, since the points decrease on her. Uh, we have triple zero, that's a free calculator stress at range one. Um, that also uh, has false transponder codes, contraband cybernetics, take advantage of those double illicit slots. And then the shadow caster title, allowing her to, if she hits somebody, when she's got the, the overlapped mobile arc all over the front arc, uh, she can hand out a tractor token to them. Now that stress is really important uh, from triple zero combines with Asajj's ability to stress ships as well. Uh, if they do not have any green tokens to remove because we have Lando Calrissian uh, in the customized YT-1300. I'm going to have that Lando's Millennium Falcon title. Gives them a third dice if attacking a stress target. Um, but this one, this is where it just goes off the rails. Uh, <laughs> uh, because we have Jabba the Hutt double crew combined with cutthroat and false transponder codes. So what this interaction allows is that uh, most of the time, Lando doesn't need to be target locking. He could just focus and then take a stress to reroll blanks, get some double modification there. But Java allows uh, the recharge of any illicit at range zero to two. So that's uh, either one of Asajj's uh, illicits or even boss false transponder codes. And then Cutthroat, you could use to recharge Jabba as well. Um, so that way you can still give out. It doesn't have to be your own false transponder codes. So really a selfless uh, Lando here. But worst case scenario, you just start target locking every round. Target lock you, you get jammed. Target lock you, you get jammed. And this combination of jamming mixed with Asajj Ventress's ability. Um, because you spend the force, if they can't remove a green token, they have to take a stress. It uh, starts just, what do I say? Um, not de control. Mm. Starts just controlling their dials into a way that they can't keep arc on you. Um, and of course, uh, Lando loves that, that extra stress as well. So uh, super interesting list. I think this is the best finish of Jabba crew ever in X-Wing uh, second edition. So uh, it really just shows the power of false transponder codes. It does. It does. Well, you know what? At least it gave a use for Jabba, because let's be honest, where else have you ever seen Jabba the Hutt used? Nowhere. It, if, <laughs> no, if, this really, to, no. if this has to be the way Jabba gets used, it's, it's one of those things I put my hand, my my face in my hands and go, not like this. <laughs> not like this. <laughs> Well, well, let's what I want because because at this point I, Go I'm almost gonna say that like you can almost put any combination of scum ships as long as they have illicit and or crew slot to put in what we believe to be the undercosted upgrades of false transponder codes, Zam crew, protector Gleb crew, and maybe Gamut key. You got yourself a list that will compete. Probably a YV should be one of those realistically. But 
Not to say that there are clear combinations in this list that work, like you said, with Asajj and the FTC. Having a Shadowcaster that has two illicit slots improves the value of Java. They're all I-4. You choose their movement order, which is really helpful for where, how, how, where and how you want to bump each ship. So they're all, there are clear combinations that do work better than others. But baseline, scum ships with illicits and or crew are going to perform well when taking those upgrades right now. Yeah, I think right now we're in a um, in a pick your flavor moment of scum until there's a points update, and I think um, it, it's centered around that Bosk with Zam Greedo, and um, in this case, uh, he does. What is it? It's Zam Greedo plus one, or is it just... normally it's normally Gambit, but that, yeah. that that would that would require you to bring something that coordinates, yeah. which normally you'd throw protector Gleb, but in this case, Jonathan opted to double down further on the false transponder codes with Java yeah. instead with, with the, of the Gam uh, instead of the Gleb. So where I was going with it is it you know let's say Bosk Zam Greedo is the is cornerstone. But then you pick your flavors of, uh, you know, like I did Tell and Dace. And you're like, who would fly Tell and Dace? And then it's like, who would fly Jabba the Hutt? Like, pick your flavors. And then there was that other one uh, at the um, at the last one that dropped. What was it Rafa or something like that? That had the um, the Joy Rakoff and uh, that and was uh, Shasha Wagner. Shasha, Shasha Wagner, Wagner yeah. yeah. So yeah, he had um, basically four I fours you know, as well. So I think if, if, if you pair any combination of Bosk, Zam, Greedo, and then you give it a flavor of other I-Force that, that play well, whether you either coordinate, play off of the cutthroat, or do something that supports Bosk uh, in, in some way or that detracts from the attention that people pay to Bosk and let Bosk just money around another combination that i was thinking of doing for this one but i didn't was basically dace uh bosk and morale uh, another i4 and it, for the same reason morale will just come in you know duck out and now you have you know uh trend oceans on either side you know yb6 to sixes on either side just just creating a death box and give i think i had morale with um with um, the the one that makes you reroll uh, with the stress and four lam, so just yes, yeah, that's still like four points. But anyway, like any combination of Bosk plus additional I force, uh, Lieutenant Blunt is another great one to throw on there because Bosk is always right. Actually, that's uh, Rebel, isn't it? Yeah, Lieutenant Blanc's a Rebel Z95. Really that would be nice if you could take him. That would nice. be nice. But, <laughs> oh, no, no, actually, another one is Lando in the in the court escape shuttle. Yep. Uh, Zubio. Zasha yeah. Wagner's list. Zubio is another one. Zubio is a great coordinator. And when he mentioned the, the gun runner, sort of the, the space tugs, I'd be curious for Virgil, who won with the uh, Fen Rao, Han Falcon, and the Constable Zuvio and Unkar Plutt, uh, I think that was Bespin or Moncala. Mm -hmm. If now looking at more of the YVs, if he would have opted into a YV instead of you know something in that list, because that one obviously doesn't feature it, but does still feature many ships that have crew, illicit, and obviously Fen Rao that punches really hard and the tractor beaming control. 
left. So All right. Deal. What is that now? Scum has won three of the qualifiers. Uh, let's. I'm pretty sure that is correct. Let's go double check. Head to our results page. So scum winner. Scum winner. And I didn't make uh, right here. Scum winner. And yeah. So Rebels won the first one. Andrew Oler. And uh, since then, it's been all scum. March of the Bounty Hunters. And you know something, something that we do got to talk about. I know that we still we're still looking at the other lists. Um, we haven't seen in the top in, in this tournament. We saw less performance from Django Zam. I know that's something something just overall that kind of happened. Uh, I'm curious to see to know like. Why is it people just figuring out other more efficient things? Less people, people playing. Just figuring it? out how to beat them. Yeah, how to beat them. So people getting tired of playing them because there's not many more wrinkles to them other than just playing them better. Like in terms of how you build them. Right. Yeah, yeah I think it's just you figure out like, okay, if they got false transponder codes, this is what I'm gonna do. If they got bombs, this is what I'm gonna do. And I think people that are flying like the the rebel beef and stuff are getting better at at cornering them and and basically saying, okay, uh, you know, Zam, you're gonna shoot me back twice, but guess what? I'm gonna bring you down to two hole this turn. You know, <laughs> I'll take that. All right, well, let's keep it rolling. Tor Walden brought those four T70 X-wing, the Blue Squadron rookies. All of them had BB Astromechs, and I will tell you, in that top four game, the BB Astromech was clutch. And, of course, we had Rose with Heroic and C-3PO. It is the, the best uh, coordinator that the Resistance has there, um, C-3PO being able to give Rose that calculate. So, I mean, it's, it's a pretty self-explanatory squad. It is a jousting squad, but those BB-8, excuse me, those BB Astromechs, gave Tor some flexibility to be able to spread the arcs in unexpected ways, and it made a massive difference in their game. Then we go to Sven Punga. Take it, Will. All right, we have uh, the return of double IG-88s. Uh, this is B and D. B does double shot cannons. If you miss, shoot another cannon. Uh, D uh, can change the sloops into three straights or hard threes. Um, both of them loaded out here the exact same. Elusive for rerolls on defense, advanced sensors uh, for those actions. And honestly, the I think the reason D fits in uh, to this list archetype so good is the boost and then choose your K turn. Oh, that's just chef's kiss um, when you can pull that off just right. Um, but then we bring some cannons. We got auto blaster and ion cannon, uh, proton bombs, false transponder codes, shield upgrade, uh, and the required IG 2000 title so they could share abilities here. I'm not sure how often they would be taking locks uh, with the false transponder codes. It'd be an aggressive maneuver for sure. Um, so I assume that a lot of that's uh, for defensive tech. Um, especially combined with that elusive, doing K-turns pretty much every other round. Um, they're doing some sort of sloop or K-turn or something like that. Um, but yeah, when flown right, uh, these ships have a lot of staying power. All right, Marcel, give me Reese James, another scum and villainy squad here that features uh, uh, this pilot that 
in my opinion, came out of nowhere. We had another Asajj. Well, you're saying another Asajj. I'm saying another initiative for Scum Salad. So I hadn't even seen the squad, but I, that that's not, you know, it doesn't have Bosk, so that part's not, not, not the same. It does have Zam. Uh, a heavy hitting Zam, but another I four scum scum salad. So you've got Torani, Kulda with snapshot R five TK to help. Uh, actually, can he even R five TK? So you can shoot a friendly ship, right? Yeah, you can yep. just shoot a Sash to charge up Zams if you want. Yeah, but there's no way for you to cancel you, so you might actually I mean, put some you, damage you, on. I mean, you take target locks and Sash, you know, evades or whatever. You're fine. Okay. I mean, if, if you say so, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can do that. I don't know if I would, I would, but he might, maybe he did. I, I didn't see any of this with contraband cybernetics on Tarani, Lando with Forlam, uh, Gleb, BT1 title false transponder codes. BT1 is the one that lets you turn a hit to a crit, uh, engine upgrade and Lando's Millennium Falcon. I really like engine upgrade on Lando. And then Asajj with Sense, Zam, Contraband Cybernetics, and Shadowcaster title. Now, the Sense I am extremely curious about because... I, I have to imagine not, it's to set up. Have, he doesn't have a lot of reposition. He's got Tarani with red. Or am I missing something? He's got Tarani with red... Um, coordinate i mean with red barrel rolls and he's got lando that boosts but i assume uh, it's to set up those snapshots uh to know where you are and then be able to roll. yeah barrel roll to ronnie or like lando blocking i guess big base with boost just... can get some good blocks for sure but yeah it's got to be mostly setting up the snapshot bullseyes yeah big base barrel roll gives you better blocking potential than big base boost but um yeah it's interesting and the reason I say that is because it, it, you get more range from a barrel on a big base side to side, where in boost, you'll, it, it's, a, it's a more limited space, and it's more predictable where you're going to block. So that's why I was saying the barrels are better blockers on big bases. All right. Then we move on to Andreas Carlson. Go ahead, Ryan. We have a Rebel squad here utilizing Janors with Moldy Crow, Luke Skywalker with S-Foils in the X-Wing, uh, Wedge Antilles in the RZ-1A Wing with no upgrades, and then Harrison Dula with Proton Rockets at 200 points even. Seemingly taking a similar page out of um, uh, Matt Carey's XTC list, but opting for Luke instead of the Ahsoka and uh just using that janoris to help power up that wedge shot to make it as if it is just like x-wing wedge but just on a better chassis for maneuverability and then uh making luke's shot more powerful as well which he's always double modded as long as he gets an action for getting that target lock or if harris if harris was kind of circling around for a bit before the procket she can grab that lock for luke too then we have Tom Lawton bringing our first iteration of Django, <laughs> Django, Zam and Django in the Separatist fire sprays. We have Zam with Treacherous, Dooku, Thermal Detonators, False Transponder Codes, and Hull Upgrade. Django with Treacherous, General Grievous Crew. 
which is something that we don't see too often. Proximity mines and false transponder codes. What does General Grievous crew do, guys? So if you uh, you have one charge and you can uh, cancel a hit or crit uh, as long as you take two damage. Is that right, Ryan? You got to no. take two, two or more damage and then you can cancel one hit or crit. Let's just read the card. Oh yeah, yeah. Grievous Crew. Yeah, when you, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead and read the card. If I try to do this from memory, I'm probably going to say it wrong. Right. Make sure it says, it right. Specifically, while you defend, after the neutralized results step, if there are two or more hit or crit results, you can spend that charge to cancel one or more crit results. Uh, then after a friendly ship is destroyed, you get to recover one charge. Uh, so normally you're always going to use this to uh, act as a, an additional shield. You're going to wait until one of those crits comes through on your hull, and then you can cancel that. Um, you can get up to two charges if, uh, if in this list, Zam would die um, at some point. Um, but it essentially works as an extra shield upgrade for uh, only three points, so very affordable. Um, it's also very cheap on uh, that too. You notice that this list is taking a five point bid while still getting a lot of those juicy upgrades, uh, including those proximity mines. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to keep the party going. We got Daniel S. bringing a Galactic Republic squad that I don't think any of us are surprised to see. Three seven B Jedi Knights with Shakti. Shakti has marksmanship, auto blaster, R seven A seven, setting up the automatic damage. Um, I think this is pretty much a Republic staple now, at least for the time being. The way the points work out, you got a nice one hundred ninety eight points. Um, you're working at an initiative that that functions in the current meta. They punch hard enough. They're defensive. You use that evade action liberally. And uh, a lot of times, with the help of Shakti, having a couple extra tokens, you can take some risks out there. So there is Daniel's list. Then we have Bartosh uh, bringing in what I would consider a pretty brave list. What do you think there, Marcel? So Bartosh bringing in a five re rebel uh, A-wing list. It's Hera naked. Uh, or without any upgrades. Ahsoka with Sense. Uh, that, that's an interesting one. Okay, Ahsoka with Sense, I think because of Marvel. Wedge, uh, again, Wedge naked. Jake naked. And then Arvel with just Intimidation. So really the only two upgrades that he has is Sense on Ahsoka and Intimidation on Arvel. No rerolls outside of what, what's naturally in the uh, Hera, or not naturally coming from Hera, if Hera's doing some target locking, or if Ahsoka's doing some coordinating, and then you have a target lock. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, pretty... No, I guess Jake also is coordinating, so you have three different ways of getting additional mods. Um, but, yeah, three, four, four, five, six. No bid on this, but it's fine because you've got Ahsoka, and some people move in early. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I mean, I don't... I mean, honestly, I don't love the list, but I don't have to love it because he flew it and he made it this far. So, you know, it's 
good. Yeah, it, it was pretty interesting in um, in Bartosh's game. We did get him on stream versus the IEGs. The advanced sensors gave him some trouble uh, in that game, as well as you know not being able to catch a break. But he did have a tool there. Remember, Ahsoka can essentially coordinate at an initiative five. So after the the IGs would move around. He had the option to then uh, coordinate to Arvel to get that boost and try to get intimidation on. And there was one turn where Arvel blocked both of them off of uh, um, off of some shenanigans. So when that when those games come out, make sure you guys take a look at those because it was quite entertaining. Then we move on to a previous world's runner-up, Yelte de Boer. Take it, Ryan. And our only showing of Empire in the cut. This is Soon Tierfell with Predator, Countess Ryad with Lone Wolf, and an Omicron group pilot with Emperor Palpatine. This feels like he's flying a list from first edition when he placed in the top uh, in the finals against Simeon. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know the last time I, we've seen Countess Ryad in a long time. Uh, it's still a defender, still backed up by Palpatine. Uh, has a really flexible K-turns, is I-4, so the flexibility of those K-turns has potentially a lot of opportunities with that six-point bid to move after and then decide to flex that K-turn depth, how far or close it is. And then soon tier just being soon tier. Uh, cheap version being just Predator, so only getting the three hull, no additional modifications to gain shield or another hull upgrade. But pretty sure that Palpatine doing a lot of work and uh, potentially even that uh, the coordinating, obviously, from the Omicron group pilot to adjust some of the vectors that that Countess Riot is performing those K-turns or uh, assuming blocks and then getting a token at least before getting blocked and have some lone wolf. Uh, yes, there is. Uh, we got a more traditional uh, death ray here uh, with uh, Corcello to clear multiple stress, Rose to get free locks, Finn to add additional blanks, uh, false transponder codes, uh, which really combos well with that Rose Tico, uh, shield upgrade, and uh, raise Millennium Falcon title, given the option uh, to sloop even while stressed. Uh, even boost while stressed then too. Uh, excellent combination with that Coracella. But then, <laughs> Vinny, an I-2 Star Fortress uh, at 97 points, uh, has Trajectory Simulator to be launching concussion bombs, and I can only imagine that's Thermal Detonator. It's got so many upgrades they went off the screen. Uh, that also has a uh, pattern analyzer for doing red moves and still taking uh, double focuses uh, through that perceptive co-pilot. The combination of veteran turret gunner to be able to fire the three dice out the front. Uh, then, uh, yeah, definitely thermal upgrades, uh, thermal detonators. Um, uh, veteran turret gunner allows you to fire the three dice out the front and then uh, fire a turret shot as well. But with that page Tico, uh, every time you shoot a primary weapon, you can either rotate your turret or drop a bomb. So you can do some fun things like uh, basically uh, if your only target's in front of you, you can 
uh, while your arc starts at the side, you can shoot the front arc, rotate your turret to the front, shoot that, and then because it is a primary weapon, you can rotate it back to the sides. Uh, so you, uh, you can get a lot of value out of that Page Tico and Veteran Turret Gunner. Um, I am very surprised uh, to see Vinny here, um, but uh, with our opposed or supposed swarm meta, uh, launching concussion bombs into formations just seems so dirty. It sure, it sure does. And hey, did well enough to get into that top 16. Now, Ty did get eliminated in the, the, the round of 16, but ended nine in Swiss overall. Went five and two. And then we had Daniel Lim, Isofane himself, getting into the top 16. He did lose his top 16 game, but uh, brought in the Rebel Alliance. We had Han Solo with Ezra Gunner, uh, sorry, Ezra Crew, Kanan Jarrus Gunner, and R2-D2 Crew. It, it is Ezra Gunner. Oh, I had it right as well. They were, mm -hmm. They're both Gunners? No, no, Kanan's a crew member. There you go. So I had that, had that mixed up. So Ezra Gunner, Kanan Crew, and R2-D2 Crew. And then also Leia Organa in the... Um, YT-1300 with Maul. He did want me to mention, because he knew we were going to go through this, that the reason for him bringing Leia in his list was because the his daughter's middle name is Leia. So he had, he had to represent in his list. He had to. And, uh, hey, did well enough. He actually, he went 5-0. and oh, And then, you know... According according to the uh, the tape being like he's like hey you know he didn't do so hot in that sixth round but I'm pretty sure he tanked it because he had to go take care of the little you know he just had a newborn so I'm not surprised all right so so um, you know maybe could have gone six and zero oh. we'll, we'll never know we'll never know but I mean, uh, two Falcons both with two Force I five I six that's that's a lot of passive mods a lot of the ability to lock or boost when needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good good stuff. I, I'm I'm just sad that there's no Chewbacca and there's that there's no way to fit a Chewbacca crew because that would have been Han, Leia, and Chewbacca would have been just just great. Yeah, you're just missing one point because he's only three and you got two points left over. Love it. All right, let's keep it going. Dan Shreeb. I forgot who's next. Who's next? Is it Marcel? I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go. go. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, Dan. I believe Dan is uh, from the. Uh, is he from the French team? Um, but Dan was flying Sunfac with uh, Predator and Ensnare. Haven't seen that one in a while. Chertek with Crackshot and Ensnare. Also, have not seen that in a while. Well, I've seen Chertek, not Ensnare. Oh. And then we've got. Crap. Did we lose the you own? Know, uh, anyway, we've got General Grievous, and yeah, we did. Oh, lose, yeah, you know. I think. Uh, did we lose Dion altogether, or did we just lose? I don't know. The, the stream shows him still there and us still there. Yeah. Let me let me mess, message him. Might be typing something to us. It looks like he's typing. Let's see if we get something. Oh, just keep rolling. Oh, just keep going. Just keep going. Uh, 
So yeah, Daniel Shreve's list. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it's not on, yeah, it's not it's not on the screen anymore, so I can't even see it. But uh, so he had uh, the Sun Fact within Snare, Chart Attack within Snare, and then um, there you go, Dale, let's bring it back out. And then he had Grievous with I assume all the same goodies that he always has, which is Pervium Plating, Soulless One, and Crack Shot. Uh, Dion, you want to probably move the screen a little bit to the right as well so we can see it. Good list. Scary list. It's what not one we've seen in a while. And I wonder. Well, 186, that is quite the bid, too. I, that, that list could always bid a lot. We haven't really seen this since the last Worlds in person. And uh, I think Dan might be getting ahead of the curve on the ship counts on its way down. And the, the farther down it goes, the more ensnare is going to hurt. Yeah, the only problem with ensnare is um, medium and big bases are still kind of a thing. Those Either of these two ships still have nothing to do with Bosk. <laughs> yeah, good luck ensnaring him. <laughs> Somebody calls ensnare. Bosk goes, cute. <laughs> All right, then we have uh, Yoss Vijin. Take it, Ryan. We have, I believe, uh, we got our first appearance of Dash again uh, in this top cut. We have Dash with Trick Shot, Bistan, Perceptive Copilot, Stealth Device, and False Transponder Codes. Then we have Hera with Prockets and the Vectored Cannons and Jake with the vector cannons. So seeing a usage of vector cannons outside of what I believe had been the most common archetype, which was four A-wings and three to four A-wings and like an X-wing like Garvin or Luke. I think James Ritter had used that in the past a couple times mm -hmm. and placed well. Um, but this allows those A-wings to provide just a little bit of extra threat while still kind of tailing or helping out Dash along the way. Obviously, Jake helping to pass a focus to Dash and then um, when Hera is available to either support with the Evade to help keep that stealth device up as long as possible. But when, when Hera's ready to dive in, she's got that one-time use prockets. It can always be dangerous that Jake could help her out, get a focus, and she can do a lock. All right, we got a couple more lists to go. We got three more. We got Nicholas God. Take it, Will. All right, Nicholas God bringing a scum list here. Uh, a classic archetype for him. Uh, that's uh, Tirani Kolda with cluster missiles, R5TK, and uh, munitions fail safes to shoot his own ships. Um, and that ship he's going to be mostly shooting his pay lob uh, in the Hawk. Uh, has Zam with some crews, you can charge up Zam uh, also uh, with those shots. Um, and then Moldy Crow to hold on to some focus tokens, give him that three dice front arc there. Uh, the staple of Nicholas's list is uh, Captain Jostero to combine with Tirani. So those cluster missiles, uh, you trigger the uh, token stripping bullseye mechanic that Tirani has, be able to trigger it twice and then if, assuming that they don't have a bunch of extra tokens, Kevin Justero can get that bonus attack. Um, and then filling in the list uh, is the Black Sun Enforcer. Uh, that is the Star Viper. 
With the bendy bearer rolls, it can act as a pseudo ace, um, but with the three attack dice, it can come in and joust uh, in the block if need be as well. Um, so uh, Nicholas continuing the success um, with what has become his standard list now. Then we move on to Connor Holmes, um, the only first order representation we had. Marcel? So he's got a, um, a, a pretty straightforward list. Major Von Reg with Daredevil, uh, Kylo with Extreme Maneuvers, and then Recoil with uh, Predator. So he's got a four, a five, and a six initiative with four bid. Um, silencers are good. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot you can do. Silencers are good. I think Von Reg... Um, has a lot of choices, especially at initiative six and their double, being able to basically double action every turn. And uh, two dice double modded turns out is better than just a regular, more consistent than three dice. Um, you know, if you, if you want to double mod and still keep your defense up. And uh, yeah, Kylo, who'd have thought? Kylo was uh, in the only first order list that made the cut. Um, I'm I'm shocked. I I do want to know the here, sarcasm. Ryan, I'm I'm sure you uh, you've been um, checking this out, but uh, this is the only hyperspace list in the cut. Yep, yep. You can see and it right there. It presented by the first order, and like Marcel said, one of the strongest pieces with Kylo Ren, only stronger with extreme maneuvers. All right, and then we get to our last competitor in the top 16. We have Noah Castellanos. Ryan? Running the Galactic Republic, the 7B Jedi Knights. We have three of them, and then Shakti with the Patience, Marksmanship, Auto Blasters, and R7A7. I believe that's the exact same other Republic list we saw earlier. Uh, solid archetype. Um Really wonder how often that auto blast. I mean, we know the combination's good. I'm just curious without a bid how at I4 it's doing against the rest of some of the top end stuff. Like, is it still as good as in, you know, taking that investment potentially somewhere else where that crit effect could more likely occur? Or is it still enough of a threat even at I4 that might be moving before other I4s? All right, and uh, we have an honorable mention here. Charles Holcomb um, actually went 6-0 and in the event and could not play in day two, so had to drop out. Let's take a look at this list uh, because it tells you that it's it's something. We got a Rebel list, Jake Farrell and Harrison Dula, both with Prockets, Proton Rockets, and two Rogue Squadron Escort E-Wings with fire control system and R3 astromech. If you're not familiar with the combo going on there, the E-Wings ship ability allows you to target lock outside uh, range 3 and farther away. Okay, so you uh, you can get some massive areas, and right in the beginning of the game, you basically get to be your own uh, Colonel Jenden. You get to set up your target locks before you go in 
for those E-Wings. And with the R3 Astromech, you're able to scoop up two target locks. So I would tell you the value on those starts going up as the ship count goes down, which we've been talking about for a while. And of course, with that fire control system and having the target lock out there, you are setting up a mod that you have on two, at least two of the ships. And uh, you got two of those. So a solid list. Uh, we didn't get to see them play on stream. But watch out. The E-Wings uh, looks like they have some, uh, they got some legs. They got some legs, and that's powerful. You got two five-dice attacks uh, in there, plus modifications, and, of course, Hera doing her thing. So, uh, very cool list. Charles, be, welcome. I think it'd be pretty funny to see if Charles faced the eventual winner, because with two locks for each E-Wing, you might be able to get them to run out of uh, false transponder code charges. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. E it turns out E-wings are the hard counter. <laughs> Can do, do this? Does the scum list have enough time to get to them before they run out of false transponder code charges with the Java charges? I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Well, that is our top 16 for the Dagobah Galactic Championship Qualifier. Um, I want to remind you guys that the next qualifier is happening uh, July. It's not July. We're in July right now. August. Excuse me. August 7th, and it is happening during the Denver, Colorado time zone. So we're back in the United States. We're doing it in mountain time. And uh, if you need more details, head over to goldsquadronpodcast.com. And a reminder, we're going to be heading here in the next couple months. When we get to November 6th, it is the Galactic Championship finale. We're calling it the Battle for Alderaan. So just remember, for GSP events, the last... Like the Gal the last event is always called the Galactic Championship, okay? And the planet changes. So last year it was Coruscant. This year it is not Coruscant. So a couple people accidentally called the last one Coruscant. I could understand the confusion because of previous things, the way FFG ran it. Not here. The last one is the Battle for Alderaan. You can call it Alderaan. Don't call it Coruscant. Alderaan. All right? So uh, before we head out today, guys, uh, any overarching thoughts, any... any um, any pieces that you see that you kind of strings you want to pull at looking at that top 16, anything, any trends you're noticing, feel free to uh, throw those out now. Uh, I think we, we've seen uh, the rise of control being uh, more and more important in X-Wing. Uh, the Assange uh, and uh, triple zero combinations where you can hand out stress, the token stripping of uh, and jamming of uh, false transponder codes. I think that more and more debuffs uh, and that those control aspects uh, are beginning to outweigh those kind of uh, token stacking um, buffs that we've seen from like the, the rebels and then uh, things out of like, uh, well, I'll take for example, the, uh, the Imperial list where it's just like focus evade palp on both your ships. Right. Um, so yeah, that would be that would be my takeaway. Brian, uh, I mean, I'm, I alluded to it earlier. Um, I got numbers that support it, but I think we're probably a little late on getting to those. We can maybe get to them at another time as as we go through our galaxy events more and more and see if this trend is true. But definitely seems like ship counts going maybe not completely down. I 
I think our average still will lie somewhere around high three point like seven five to four, but the quantity of six plus ship lists is drastically lower. And I don't. It wasn't even that high before, but it was just more prevalent than people were used to, which is what I think they why they dubbed it some type of a swarm meta. And obviously, one of the ex large pieces was the six barons with discipline and prockets and tracers. So, because that was a strong piece, people are now working around it with, like Will said, all those debuffing things that. If you need a focus to shoot the prockets, and that focus is gone, then there's no procket shots. So. <laughs> Bring all the FTCs or token, getting rid, of, getting rid of stuff you can. That's a good way to mitigate it. Um, and now even, you know, what what now the question is, what trends do we see as the ship? More of the higher meta forces being a lower ship count go down. Do other things creep its way back in like we saw with the Sunfact Chair Tech Grievous, for example? Marcel, uh, I, you know, a trend that I'm seeing and that is um, even that last list with the knaves over the rogues is um, extended being a starting to clunch up at I four, the the I fours again with all the scum stuff that happens at I four. Not only the Bosk thing, because we saw that there was other ones that were not Bosk, including um, uh, the um, Nicholas God with Jostera. I mean, not Jostera, but with Tarani. Like the I four is 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 a is a hot spot, including those rogue ones and Jake. So I, I think there's an opportunity uh, either if you're going to go I four bid which that one list with the ensnares Chertek and Grievous had a what like a 186. 186 bid uh, at I4, and I was originally I was thinking like, well, you know, that's a big bid for I4, maybe not so much, um, or just just you know try to find the I5 uh, ones that'll that'll let you do what you want to do, and I think we might also just um, I wonder if if it's time to to start bringing out some of these old I5s that might might have been good uh but might have needed that like right time to be good uh, i'm talking about corn horn um i'm talking because corn horn would be amazing if he can get an evade from from hera like oh you know i've got to focus i'm not a defender oh wait i got hera now i'm a defender <laughs> now i'm a double tapping defender that i can put a regen droid on uh, so corn horn might be might be an option. Um, uh, Old rock, I think Old rock has 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 some legs. Uh, has has places where where you can fit in well. So yeah, I think I think um, right now it's you know because the meta is shifting the way you know like Ryan said it's shifting. I think there's an opportunity for for things that traditionally have not been very good in the past to start creeping in and, and surprising people. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's interesting that we've kind of settled in this middle initiative, right? It's, it's something that in the history of X-Wing hasn't been super common, uh, where so many lists in the center of, um, 
of the initiative has is, is really what is doing the best so we'll continue to monitor the meta situation as things continue to progress uh make sure to tune in this weekend for the lone star open stream remember you're going to be seeing uh will take care of that stream he'll have james on the horn and also i believe um one of our uh, one of our grand admiral patrons uh chase is actually going to be uh hanging out uh in text he's going to be available to actually help will um uh with some stuff so that should be fun he's done some community commentary for us uh there and so will doesn't have to be all alone in person you know he needs a little buddy buddy uh, so i might need all the help <laughs> i can get to you home <laughs> that, there, there you go i mean i would no. tell you at even just getting somebody there to help with like laying down the wires and all that, like get that is huge, mm -hmm. it's massive. Mm -hmm. it, it go, it goes about double the speed when you got two people. All right, <laughs> who wouldn't have known? <laughs> So make sure you guys uh, make sure you guys tune in, and you will probably see me on Sunday uh, through the the power of the internet and being able to do that. We're we're trying a couple things that are that are new. Hopefully things work. And I will tell you, one of the wild cards here is um, the the equipment hasn't been out of this studio since the pandemic started. So uh, it, this week I'm going to be gathering all the items give him to will and uh let's hope that everything works because that is a reality there's a lot of moving parts uh i'll do I'll, I'll double check everything i can but the reality is with uh graduate school right now uh every every moment is per is precious so and that is a perfect opportunity for us to say thank you so much for watching today's episode be smart be safe and the next time i come to you um i will be at the rank of master gold squadron out